Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your host, Raji, and this is Raji's Real Talk. Well, this is kind of my rebranding episode, as uh, this is, would be the first episode I've used that name. It used to be the Rappin' Raji podcast, but um, I've gone for a little bit of a more serious tone with the new rebranding. Also, I have a new microphone, the Blue Yeti. So, uh, things might actually pick up a little bit more uh, clearly or, uh, you know, nicer. Not sure. Um, testing it out. Obviously, there's other uh, podcasts uh, during my run here where I recorded it through my phone microphone. So, I'll still be doing that at some point because when you have an idea, you just have an idea. You know, you can't. You can't stifle an idea, no matter what the medium is, in my opinion. So, anyways, um, today I think I'd like to speak about kind of my ideology politically. I know, it's like, um, next week I have to talk about my pansexuality. <laughs> That's, well, I'm making the joke, you're not, the things you're not supposed to talk about are sex and politics, right? But obviously in a podcast you talk about everything so it's a little different um politically i'm probably not as far far left as some people that i talk to on twitter um but i would say i'm fairly far left i identify myself as an independent more than anything else i don't really um identify as like a democrat or Republican, obviously, or a Libertarian. Um, democratic Socialism is pretty close. I'd say I'd more be more of a Social Democrat. Uh, I believe in like a type of like a welfare state type of thing. Like, um, you know, um, Keynesian economics, where. Like, our province actually was doing a really good job of it under the NDP government. Uh, I mean, it was a little more centrist than my tastes. Uh, I am a little more leftist than what they were, but uh, they were pretty center-left, like, comparatively. Like, they were the first true center-left government that I've seen. Because, uh, honestly, um, like... Justin Trudeau's government, for sure, is center. Like, complete center. Sometimes even center-right, I would say. Um, and then, like I would have said, Stephen Harper's government is right, and uh, Jason Kenney's just a fucking fascist. So, there you go. Um, but yeah, like, Rachel Notley ran a center-left government, which is great, because she still did a lot of leftist stuff. She just still did projects... Um, she was building the cancer center, uh, building the super lab, you know, investing in green technology through the carbon tax, you know, uh, the green line, which is like the rail system in Calgary, you know, that was sort of the line that she was doing. And it was through like a Keynesian economic type of policy, which is, while well, you borrow and you make smart investments and then eventually that just well it will build like it will build it's not a 
it's not like a rapid um, ascension to like wealth and everything and prosperity but once it hits that point you're steady you're steady for a long time and like I mean you look at Norway and you look at the Scandinavian countries and that's why they've been steady for such a long time like everything is set and then people will be like oh well, they have high taxes and it's like yeah well they have everything taken care of they don't have to worry about anything um, plus they have like four day work weeks which would uh, take a lot of stress from a lot of people like I mean I think that's the notorious uh, critique I would have of capitalism is just like you know it just drives this need that we need more and more and more so we need to earn more and more and more money like they actually earn quite a bit of money despite high taxes anyways so it's not like they like live in a modestly priced hut and drive a VW Jetta or whatever like I guess a VW Jetta would be a bad example they're probably pretty expensive um, but you know like a Volvo I guess like just a relatively moderate priced car or something you know whatever right because like in people's like estimation that's pretty much all you could do right in like what would be a socially democratic country and i just don't think that's true at all like norway's oil reserves are very very rich like um there's a very, there's a decent amount of wealthy people in norway and uh like other countries in scandinavia the thing is it's not just like super wealthy like there's no super wealthy people and that's the biggest difference the disparity is not just gigantic because it's like everybody still has like obviously there's still homelessness and there's still problems in Norway and the other Scandinavian countries they don't have it perfect and I'm not gonna lie and say it's perfect but like their problems comparatively to those of Canada and like especially the states they're not even close they're not even in the same ballpark like yeah it's just um what was I going on about like I mean with their economy everything is taken care of you know like when a baby's born you get like a whole kit for the baby and all this stuff paternity maternity leave like everything is you, it's like almost set up like so you don't have to like think about it which is really to me that'd be really nice and like I, that's what I was coming to like my point was that everybody in general and then I was like, yeah, there are homeless, blah, blah, blah. But if you squash most of the population, everybody has a pretty good standard of living. Like, they have the best standard of living in the world. They, Norway, especially, is ranked number one for a reason. Like, they are the happiest country. Um, they have the best standard of living. You know, that's it right like um and to me that kind of system makes sense to me 
like you have your stuff taken care of you don't have to worry about like like everything is based on merit instead of how much money you have right that's what I don't like about capitalism and our system like I mean social democracy still ha is a form of capitalism but it's very very much tapped into the socialist part as well it's a mixed economy so um, I just don't like a system that's based on who you know and how much money you have because that system is destined to leave many many people behind and many people in poverty like hence America having 40 million plus people in poverty right like I use America because America is an example the biggest example of pure unfettered capitalism because that's what they voted for like the Democrats in the 1990s voted because they were trying to be Republicans basically and that's when the neo neoliberal uh, centrist force was born with Bill Clinton right so yeah they deregulated Wall Street and everything so like unfettered capitalism was born it's not I mean not that it wasn't capitalist before that but it was just out of control once that happened like although I mean I guess it, you could say it started more with Reagan but like Clinton capped it off that's what I should say he really buggered up, fucked up everything, and, like, repealing Glass-Steagall, so it's just, like, the banks had no responsibility anymore, and they could merge, like, commercial banks and investment banks didn't have to be separate anymore, which is important, because, like, what caused the some, um, subprime mortgage crisis basically was that um you know the obvious I mean the obvious uh cause was these people these investment banks were selling out these mortgages that were pieces of garbage selling them like they were gold but they were truly garbage and betting on them to fail like that's what investments are right obviously right you put money on something to either succeed or fail uh they were betting on these mortgages to fail and fail they did you know um i'm probably not the best to explain it but um yeah like but the thing is it's just like yeah like um having the ability to have invested banks basically dig into your money commercially so basically what you can say is like you can have a savings account and stuff like that at, in America go and put your money in the bank like you have your life savings in there tens of thousands of dollars your investor banker could go take that money invest it lose it and then you're basically fucked that's what's so fucked about that system like i can't even believe that's real i, I like i when i read about it i was just like i was stunned i was like that can't be legitimate 
that sounds so illegal, but because of all the laws they passed in the 90s by the Democrats, it was legit. They, they were legit in doing so. And then, hence, like Obama passing the 2009 bail bankout. Oops, bail bankout. Uh, my mistake. Bank bailout. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, like, he had to pass it because otherwise it was just, like, done. The world was on, like, the verge of, like, monetary collapse. Well, at least the U.S. world, but obviously the U.S. economy being what I don't know now where we like the U.S. ranks, but I'd still say they're the top economy. I'd still say they're the wealthiest country in the world. Uh, like, I mean, what I'm saying is China has closed the gap and stuff like that. There's other countries now that are more primed in a wealth position. It used to be like the U.S. was by far and large the richest country in the world just because number one they were just incredibly imperialist and stole everything from everywhere else so i mean when you have all the resources of course you're going to be the richest country in the world right kind of just makes sense you just go fuck over latin america steal all their shit uh, well, install di dictators first and then get all their shit for nothing. Uh, make them make your shit. As I'm sure, like, most of the stuff that I have is probably made in, like, low wage factories in China and Mexico and, you know, Bangladesh, Indonesia, you know, Sri Lanka, like, low wage countries. Like, and that's, like, you know, you could say, oh, well, it's just the dictators in those countries, and, you know, yes, the U.S. is evil, but they're only evil in the sense that they're taking advantage of that cheap labor. No, they created that cheap labor. Because a lot of those countries, not all of them, mind you, but a lot of those countries had, like, if you look throughout their histories, like Iran and Chile and... Um, and Brazil and like I don't know just like a whole bunch of different countries um, if you look throughout their histories like especially in Latin America Nicaragua as well had democratically elected presidents or prime ministers at some point in their history and things were starting to turn around and then the U.S. and the CIA just was or like, nope, can't have that. We own you. So that was it. Like Reagan was especially the worst for that. Like he was like the whole Monroe doctrine about like basically the U.S. owned Latin America in their opinion. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. They could go in and do and install whoever they wanted and that was just it right so anyways I mean that was quite a little bit off topic but because I'm trying to tell you my like social and well my social and political beliefs more my political beliefs um but it had a lot to do with it right and like I'm telling you why I'm not a pure capitalist I'm not even close to a pure capitalist if we 
did like a meter between socialism and capitalism I'm much more socialist you know so uh, but I still don't I still don't identify as a full socialist though I, I just don't know like I don't like maybe um, through literature maybe if I figure out um, like the full extent of socialism like I know much more about social democracy and a mixed system more than socialism as a pure form and how it's supposed to work but I'm always of the theory that pure forms of things don't ever work which is why again I use the example of like US and unfettered capitalism which is the pure form of capitalism that doesn't work at all it's very shitty people are bankrupt people are dying it's just it does not work at all so you know um in canada we kind of have a social democracy but i'd say we still lean more towards capitalism than like the like the norways and the swedens and the finlands and stuff like that and denmark um because we still have to pay for prescription drugs where they don't we still pay for college they don't um we still pay for like ambulatory rides they don't we have to have we have private insurance for certain things and they don't like they're completely and utterly covered through government type insurance plans we're much much closer to a u.s system than that but we're still not like not even close to that type of system comparatively so um yeah so I identify as a social democrat independent social democrat so that's where I'd like to see governance in Canada so and in the world go because I'm more of like we need advancement and I think we only get advancement when everyone has us like a baser standard of living and where everybody can go to school and prove their worth because some people are just smarter than others in, in certain subjects and you shouldn't get a position because your father was rich you know, you should get a position because you're the best at it. Like, that's how we advance. That's how things happen. That's how revolutions happen. That's how we're going to cure cancer or, you know, come up with the alternative energy solutions we need for climate change. Like, I mean, we are at this moment, but I mean, if I think if we had been going by merit this whole time and not been bought off so fucking much we'd be a lot closer to solving climate change in fact obviously if we had this system from the beginning i don't think climate change would have ever been an issue because we would have switched to renewables such a long time ago but the influence of greed has really really stifled that like greed has stifled everything it's just it's a poison and I mean 
the hilarious thing is like I, I've posted this on Facebook like recently um, there's a lot of bad parts in the Bible and there's stuff I don't agree with like violence and stuff like that and like tests and all this stuff not really agreeing with that and that's a big reason why I'm not Christian but um, like if we go to the New Testament and we go to Jesus Jesus was a straight up socialist like that's why it's funny because to me like Republicans claim to be the most evangelical and like Christian yet they're the least Christian people in the world I would say because most of them care about money they care about money and they don't care about other people or they care about like you know because like charity is really noble but it shouldn't have to exist that's like kind of the point like charity shouldn't have to exist because low income housing should already exist no, like no point of service medical help should already exist like charity shouldn't have to exist because everything should already be taken care of if we had a progressive tax system and we had everything properly aligned right so philanthropy like it seems like it's just so wonderful and magical like a lot of people really laud bill gates and i think it's just i think it's honestly like I don't know. I don't think it's that laudable, to be honest. Especially considering how much money he has. Like, and how much money these clowns have. Like, they have over a hundred billion dollars, and then they're like, okay, we'll dedicate ten million dollars to solving malaria, or this and that. And I'm like, oh great, you just dropped a drop in the bucket you helped you kind of helped instead of like you know um putting most of your money into like helping in a lot of other different ways you could be like oh i'm gonna invest in this complex and make it low-income housing so more people can stay and afford and move up in the world you know like but lots of philanthropy is it's just like to make the rich people sort of look like they're good and they really aren't as good as people think and a lot of it they get tax breaks doing anyway so honestly they're not that good of people um Hasan Minaj uh talks about it a lot like uh well in the episode why billionaires can't save us is a really good episode of Patriot Act uh his show on Netflix and I would purely suggested just to show you how billionaires like um their philanthropy and charity is all well and good blah 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 but really you know all these things should already be taken care of with the progressive tax system and you know things like you know programs these should already exist governmentally so there's that right so um i definitely am of the uh opinion that there should be no billionaires really like 
the most billionaire there should be is maybe one billion dollars or two billion dollars maybe 10 at the most but overall like the way that there's like i don't know how many billionaires especially in america you think about all of that wealth that's not spread because rich people do not spend their money it's just wrong it's horribly horribly wrong like all these people are suffering and are in poverty and these rich people are just sitting there with all this money not spending it they spend about 10 to 10 percent of their income in general that's like that's kind of like a loose fact it could be 15 percent 20 percent but like you know in general they don't spend a lot of their money the idea of like what's called the velocity of money which is something that i learned about um i watched this guy um i think he is the basis of the character gordon gecko from the movie wall street um in 2016 he was on fox business and they were talking about who would be the best presidential candidate for the economy and on fox business they were like obviously expecting them to say like jeb bush or like because at this point trump wasn't like that big um or like ted cruz or whatever and he's like bernie sanders and the guy was just like floored it's like why would bernie sanders be the best for the economy and he's like well it's simple really he wants to put the money back into the hands of low-income people and guess who spends the most money out of anyone low-income people low-income people spend over a hundred percent of what they make so in essence if you give all this money back re redistribute it like it's not like you take it and like all the rich people would kind of check and blah 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 right you do it through raising the minimum wage um like uh rebuilding infrastructure which would create like more like 20 30 dollar paying jobs stuff like that um retrofitting uh for solar panels that's a those are big jobs like engineer jobs and stuff like that that i mean <clears throat> pardon me uh that's like a lot of money to pay out for like jobs like people would start earning money again and they'd be pretty solidly middle class um and when they're solidly middle class they'd start spending a lot of money which would then make the economy truly strong not like fake trump strong what it is what it is right now which it's strong for the rich but it's terrible for poor people and middle class people right now like that's what it is it's false numbers like it like the numbers are real but they're also false like they're not telling the real story like um all the job like there's like oh there's so many more jobs but all the jobs are like really shitty jobs and people are working two or three jobs like they're low-wage jobs is what i'm saying they're all low-wage jobs it's like when kenny was like oh we're gonna lower the minimum wage again because like Nolly had raised it to 15 which is at least fair um or fairer right 
And then he was like, no, we're going to lower it back to about 13 or whatever, or 12. So for teenagers, right? And then he did that whole McDonald's thing. And that's like the only thing he's done in his entire run that like could be construed as mildly positive is when that McDonald's opened when obviously they weren't were gonna open anyways without him but like the fact that he, he lowered the wage so maybe they hired one or two more people or whatever but in reality I mean like you go to any McDonald's right now and if you look at it it's just like it's all machines anyways because it's way easier like there are a lot of people still working there but like if we're talking about cashiers there's one cashier if you're lucky at most mcdonald's because there's about like eight kiosks at like a big one like there's four at ours but like um yeah it's just easier to order off them i order off of them like when I go to Superstore or when I go to Walmart or anything, I go to self-checkout. I don't go to a cashier. So I guess I, what I'm saying is I'm kind of part of the problem. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. There's just, like, when people have money, like all these lower-income and uh, middle-income people have money, they spend their money and the economy goes up. The economy stabilizes because there's always money circulating through the economy that way whereas when rich people have all the money it's stagnant or it bombs because nobody's spending anything or they're spending very little so I mean that's kind of where we're at and it's quite depressing so yeah but anyways yeah like like I said okay <laughs> where I started at like I'll call this one kind of like political odds and ends that's kind of what it is like what my political philosophies are um what some other ones that I don't think work are you know what I think is wrong what could be done better obviously there's still other things that I definitely learn and I am continuing to learn um, because I think, and this is just a message for in general, if you stop yourself from learning, then what's the point? Like, you never stop learning when you're alive. Like, why would you want to stop learning? Why would you want to maintain any sort of ignorance? That type of lifestyle I would never get I always want to be learning I always want to be um, adaptable in my opinions you know um, like I have a pretty strict moral code but like there's also stuff that I'll learn from for that stuff like I mean even it's not nothing is set in stone and it shouldn't be so that's all I'm saying um the one other thing I would think of is like um is 
especially because I just talked about like kiosks and McDonald's and stuff, is definitely we have to consider thinking about UBI, um, which I mean, my favorite politician of all time and right now is Bernie Sanders, and he the the one of the few blind spots I think he has where Andrew Yang kind of has, um, like has it cornered. But at the same time, though, he has, like, a low version of it. He's kind of, like, um, gaslighting with UBI because his UBI is not quite that good. Like, it's $1,000 a month, which is nice. But uh, eventually, that's not, especially in America, if you're keeping the still the same low-wage jobs and shit, thousand dollars a month isn't going to go very far so and especially if you're like losing all the jobs to automation a thousand dollars a month definitely isn't going to go very far if you don't have a job to go along with it because like the whole point would be to have a thousand dollars a month guaranteed and then you'd be working on top of it uh but like the jobs would still kind of stay at more of a lower wage like 10 or 11 dollars an hour or something like that right so but i think even with like higher wage jobs like okay maybe like obviously like people making 40 50 dollars an hour like end up like sort of like the 150 to 2000 dollars crowd and up probably shouldn't be receiving UBI. Like, if they're keeping their job and it's steady and stuff like that. But, um, like, as for everybody else, I think they should be getting a stipend of UBI per month. What that number is, I'm not sure, but because automation is coming and it is coming fast. Like, there is no way to stop it. And I don't think we should stop it. I just think we should prepare for it. That's all. And the way to prepare for that, um, and that's where I think, because Bernie Sanders has a little bit like of an antiquated idea, like federal jobs guarantee is it's it's a great thing, but I think there needs to be both. Like, you can't just have a federal jobs guarantee because some of those jobs might get automated quicker than you think. So. <laughs> that's why UBI and like a federal jobs guarantee um, in a social democracy will be the perfect blend I think so yeah like that's where I would stand right now um, as what I would do with Alberta I'd obviously reinstall the NDP government that we had um, re-index H for sure re- uh, start this ta those tax credits that we were giving to tech companies because that's where business is starting to like bloom like tech companies are huge so like I mean why not cash in on that revenue um, like do what we're doing basically um, I would start a UBI pilot program in Alberta for sure I think it would be best. Um, I'm not sure how much it would be, but like I would 
do it definitely do a study and just sort of see where we should be at probably around a thousand or fifteen hundred a month something like that for sure like depending and of course that would go down or up um, depending on like your work situation if you're on disability blah 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 like if you're on disability I think you should still get the stipend plus get your disability stipend so yeah I like because that would make it a lot easier for people with disabilities to live because even when they were have getting indexed like they only started doing indexing just before not league went out so and now they're de-indexed, right? As am I with, uh, with income support. So, yeah, like, it's, it's not a, not a good situation, right? So, but yeah, like, if they had a stipend of $1,000 a month, plus they had, like, the 1000 or whatever, they could live pretty comfortably. Like, I think they could live pretty well. And that's all you want for all of your citizens is to be able to live comfortably. Not everybody has to have the same level of wealth. Like, I'm not saying, like, you know, the level of wealth should be, like, almost exactly the same. No way. What I'm saying is that there should be a baser standard of wealth. And then we go up from there. That's basically it. Like, there should be a basic standard of wealth and standard of living. And then there can be rich people, but not filthy rich like there are right now. So, that's kind of where I stand. So, yeah, like, in Alberta, definitely working on, like, the hospital they were working on, working on the cancer center, working on the super lab, uh, Green Line. All those program, all those projects were perfect. Like, I think the NDP in here were doing a super job. The only thing I would probably change is that, like, I wouldn't want to cave in to oil as much as they did. I think, I think they did cave into oil, and I mean, to be fair, like they kind of have to in Alberta. But at, but again, like they did cave into oil more, and still got booted out, like roundly by the UCP. So really, like I don't know. I think you stand. You have to stand with principles, like Bernie Sanders is doing. He's like, fuck fossil fuels. Like we gotta get off of them because they are killing the planet. That's just it just the way it is and I know that's like a super unpopular opinion in Alberta but facts are facts like we gotta continue to use less and less fossil fuel so like Alberta's a big contributor to that they've been gaslighting us this whole time saying that we're not like or we're a lot cleaner than India or China or Texas or, or California but like Recent articles have really come out saying, no, we're not really at all. Actually, we're definitely one of the largest emitters of, you know, carbon. So, yeah, we really got to shape up our shit in Alberta, for sure. Obviously, though, it's not going to happen. 
because of the government that's in power because they don't care but I mean if tw if 2023 ends up coming you know if we survive that long and I say that seriously because who knows you know people are dying in wildfires every day and things are becoming more and more un uninhabitable it's hard to say what's going to go on but we'll see what happens I guess um but anyways yeah so say it comes to 2023 we have to put the NDP back in but I think the NDP has to be stronger on green energy for sure and that's what I would do that's the biggest thing I would change about the government. Otherwise, I'd actually be pretty close to running the government the way they ran the government. Maybe a few changes might be a little bit more leftist. Uh, might have been a few more programs. Definitely would have pushed for pharmacare, meaning like nobody pays for prescriptions. Well, we pay through taxes, right? Like same as our healthcare, we'd be pay, we'd pay all pay a certain percentage through our taxes and nobody would have to pay for prescriptions at the point of service which is the best way to go like there's no point in doing this whole big thing the only thing i guess that would be different you wouldn't pay, you might pay for is like something that's really super experimental and even then we'd find some way to find you coverage less private insurance more government mandated and uh, provided socialized medicine um, definitely improvements in the hospitals and stuff like that emphasize education health care jobs um, addiction services and like harm reduction most definitely um, what I would not do is what they're trying to do somewhere in the states is limit like opiate like limit opiates no be smart about where you when you prescribe them because people still do need opiates until you find a better solution right not everybody that's using opiates are addicted and are abusing them it's just that because when the whole opiate crisis started you pumped opiates fucking by the tons into small communities what do you expect right like so but people still need opiates it's just that you can't like to me you just gotta be very very selective with prescribing things you know people are not addicted to them and they need them prescribe them or wean them off properly don't be like one day prescribing them out the ass and then the next day being like no and it's like the same would that would go with what like you know benzodiazepines and everything like that you can't just be like one day prescribe them out the ass and then the next day prescribe none you basically kill people you're killing people so like harm reduction just like yeah like 
with harm reduction they get little doses of heroin or whatever and then they don't fucking go and get street fentanyl and kill themselves you know so and then eventually these people rebirth like rebirth themselves and a lot there's a lot more success stories people regaining themselves back into society instead of dying out in the street you know so yeah that's a lot of the class based stuff I would do and economic based stuff I would do there's a lot of social justice stuff I would do social based um but I think in order to talk about that I think I might talk about that with a guest on like someone like my friend Gitz who works um, he's indigenous uh, and he works in the, like with indigenous youth and stuff like that so he knows a lot more about what we should do in those areas so I'd rather have an expert come on and talk about that than do it myself right I think it just makes sense it's just like I said people with merit need to be the ones talking about this and making the plans otherwise society goes to shit so that's my podcast for now um I really went over this time like this is my first like I would say this is my first podcast like um on my own because like I had the Sebastian and Becky podcast I have two of them I'm going to edit them down I took the one down um, lots of people probably already listened to them listened to it and stuff it was like a free form conversation one I took it down because I wanted to like edit it down a little bit and like kind of make it more concise um, see like although this one is long this one is all about like politics and economics and stuff like that it's all about one particular it's all about a subset of a particular subject so that's sort of where i'm at so uh this has been roggy's real talk um this is the first episode of that but like the fifth episode we'll say because uh like my rap and roggy podcast talks count as uh roggy real talk episodes so now uh signing off roggy real talk have a good one and we'll see you next time